the relationship is offering us an opportunity to level up, to claim back more freedom within ourselves, to claim back more aliveness, more passion, more pleasure, more connection. This is what I love about doing relationship work uh, with, with partners. It's breaking down barriers that flow into all areas of our life, our business, it flows into our friendships. It just opens up the whole plethora, adds a new richness to life. Yeah, when it comes into like those very dynamics, like there's there's just so much that plays out, you know, and like you mentioned, unconsciously how it comes up and it challenges us, it, it stretches us. It, yeah, it really illuminates wounds that are, are deep within us. And um, that can be scary at times and it, it calls us forwards and it invites us forwards into meeting ourselves, but meeting one another in, in such a profound way. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into some expansive, insightful conversations to assist you and the planetary collective consciousness in ascending to higher expressions of awareness, divine purpose, and infinite potential. My name is Brian Henry. I am the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy over at togetherweascend.com and your host to the show. If approached consciously, relationship becomes just about the greatest avenue for growth. Relationship calls forth in us up-leveling, initiations, and higher expressions of ourselves and our missions here. The growth that Greg and Karen Barwick have seen in themselves and in their relationship that they refer to as the third entity and the work that they are doing in the world is a perfect testament to the power found in approaching relationship as the training grounds for growth that it is. These are two people, two beautifully loving people that I've gotten the chance to get to know, Greg especially, being that earlier this year, I had the opportunity to do some work with them. And the love that they are emanating for others and for each other can truly be felt. And so you're about to hear from a power couple that is doing some amazing work towards supporting others in deepening the connection, the passion, the intimacy that they feel in their relationships, not just loving relationships, but all the relationships of their lives. But I do think that this episode specifically will speak to those of you that may be in a conscious relationship of your own. Ascenders, before we jump into this episode, if you've been following along with the show and you've been enjoying it and been assisted by the content, 
I ask that you share this episode with three people that you care about to support them in their own ascension journeys. As we know, as each and every individual becomes a fuller expression of themselves in their journey of their personal ascension, this supports the all. So what do you say you support those that you care about and our collective by again just sharing this episode or this podcast with three people that you care about? Well, yes. while I uh, have you guys now here on a recording, let me uh, officially yeah. welcome you to the Awaken podcast. I want to thank you both mm-hmm. for being here. And for our listeners, I actually also want to say that, you know, it's been uh, it's been probably just about a year, maybe a little under a year now that you and I have connected, Greg. And I, um, I just want to throw a little bit of love at you in public and say that the work that we've done together and the the relationship that we've had a chance to to build upon um i've come to really believe that it's in relationship that we see the greatest amount of growth and remembrance and so to have someone like yourself as powerful as you are as loving as you are have come into my life to have supported me and the work again that that we've gotten the chance to do with each other it's something that I'm deeply grateful for so thank you for that and thank you for being here Karen um (laughs) chance to to connect once prior to this and all I have felt from you is loving support as well um and I know from the the conversations that I've had with Greg, it's there's a clear sense that a lot of what he's become has been supported by the relationship that you two have. And he speaks, I'm sure you know this, but he speaks very highly of you. So I have more than one reason to thank you. Um, thank you for being all that you are. Thank you for the way that you're supporting him um, in doing so as well. Um, and again, guys, thank you for being here with me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Thank brother. Thanks for bringing us. us on your show and for that beautiful welcoming into this space. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we it's, it can be so easy to forget sometimes the impact we have on each other's lives and um, especially when we're surrounded by greatness all the time. So I really appreciate you speaking to that. And, and yeah, it's, it has been such a powerful journey, the time that I've, I've known you and shared with you. So much growth and in my world but also it's been beautiful to be able to share and see your growth coming through as well and come coming leaps and bounds and yeah we're really excited to continue to share that journey and that's what we're all about is coming together in community and, and making it more than just ourselves you know have this so much fun and just being able to share it all so yeah, yeah. Looking, looking forward to what the future holds as well brother we're just getting started <laughs> oh yeah we are and on that note um I did have a, uh, a question that I want to kick things off here to get started. Mm-hmm. So, you know, both of you being as amazing as you are, I could have had either of you on the show and Greg, I've, I've had you on. Um, I did double check this. It's episode 50 that we did together. So anyone hearing this that wants to, to catch that, go check it out. But Again, I, uh, I could have had just you on and it would have been a great conversation and episode. And Karen, I'm sure the same for you. It, the one-on-one, it would have been potent as well. Um, but here you guys are. 
both at the same time together and i think there's a reason for that and if you agree i want you guys to kick things off here with sharing why do you feel like you're here both together mm-hmm. <laughs> love it brother mm. so i think i i feel and i know that relationship is such a sacred tool for our growth um, in all areas of life, it brings forward from us the, the deepest parts of us that need witnessing. Mm-hmm. It calls forward uh, from us the, the parts of us that want to be birthed into this world. Mm-hmm. And it creates a space where there's nowhere to hide from that. <laughs> we, we've had this in our life and it's been a, a powerful growth tool for us for the last, we've been together 15 years, married for 12. And our relationship keeps initiating as again and again. Oh, and it does it <laughs> just deeper and yeah. deeper yeah and we're, we're we're learning on deeper and deeper layers just how powerful uh, this the divine union is this this union of, of people coming together mm. and we know in the world that you know relationship is a, a huge area where um yeah people people struggle i suppose yeah people struggle there's so much uh, belief systems around men and who how men have to be and women and how women have to be and relationships and how relationships have to be and we are feeling more and more to be sharing our relationship and sharing our journey and not from a place of being anywhere yet not not from a place of having it together but from a place of opening conversations and um being willing to share what where we're up to but also receive and be in this uh, giving and also receiving in this, in this beautiful flow. So uh, that's why I feel it's so potent as being here together today to share in that, share in this third entity of our relationship. Um, and that's the way we see it, that there is Karen and there is myself. And then there's like this third entity of the relationship that has also got its own essence, which is also learning, which is also growing. Um, and yeah, yeah, it just adds a whole nother dynamic into into the situation here so yeah yeah. I also feel that you know when like so many of us have um you know as we step into our lives and we have our businesses or our missions and and what we're doing a lot of the time we have somebody behind us supporting us but most often we don't we're not seeing that that part where we're maybe not hearing the other side of the the picture of what's playing out in our worlds that bring us to that point that enable yeah. us to be in yes. the spaces cap- capable to do what we're doing. We see the person on social media that's um, showing up all the time, but we don't see the the other half or the, the, the partner relation. that's behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, I find like that's that's an aspect that you maybe don't see enough of because there are pieces to to the journey that are, are really beautiful lessons and learnings and and. Um, ways that we can explore that between difference of views like different lens uh, through through both Greg and myself like we see the world in many ways very similarly and then in others like we see it differently and we bring a, a different um, flavor to life and to experience moment to moment and we do a lot of work together most of our work is together and um, so there's a uniqueness that comes into that so us being here together mm. yeah brings that that difference, that diversity, um, yeah, and the conversations from many different views. So when you say work together, you do mean the work that you're doing in the world, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We work, yeah, within our retreat spaces, within immersions, within 
um, yeah, upcoming podcasts that we have within online courses and trainings, like mm. a lot of our, our world and our work um, is around relationship and supporting others and supporting couples, but also individuals into deepening into their, their understanding of self, um, their relating dynamics, their sensuality, their sexuality. Um, yeah, bringing it together. So a lot of what we do is woven together in many aspects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's the work that you're doing outwardly in the world in service to others. And then there's the work while you are doing within yourselves um, and in the relationship, the third entity, which is a notion that, by the way, I, I love. And both Amanda and I, I think, uh, well, our third entity has been supported by considering that. Uh, so that's something I do want to come back to as well. But um, I think we'll actually, feeling into it, I, I, I see that we, we may end up addressing both of those things, both, again, the outward work, but then the inward work. Because, of course, there are some couples where it's not on their path to to co-create in, in their mission, right? But, of mm-hmm. course, their relationship is still a an area where, whether they're conscious of it or not, is supporting them in in their growth now there's a big difference between the way that we grow in relationship when it's happening unconsciously and when we are bringing conscious intention to again using that as a way to better understand ourselves better understand each other what do you two have to say in regards to the way that you are to or the way that you two consciously approach relationship as something that supports you in becoming more of who you are and more after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as I was saying before, of course, you know, relationship is in an intimate relationship, there's nowhere to hide. It brings up these deepest parts of ourselves. And I suppose the way that we approach this and we do it in the best way that we can is to be able to bring the value of humility into relationship. And what I mean by humility, um, a new definition for humility for me is uh, the willingness to feel every emotion, the willingness to feel every emotion. And through having that willingness to feel emotion and feel and to own what's coming up for me in my body, in my nervous system, when there might be a dynamic playing out or where Karen might have said something, and taking responsibility for feeling my emotions allows me to come back into the relationship after discharging and moving through that, or at least for the best part, so that I can engage in a conversation from a place of not projecting and not trying to make Karen wrong or make the relationship wrong, but really speaking from a clear space within myself because then I'm in integrity with that particular dynamic. I've felt what I've needed to be felt, uh, what I've needed to feel within myself. Whatever's been triggered from me from a past significant emotional event that was stored in my body has been brought up and, and dissolved for the best part. And then we can actually address maybe some more of the dynamics that are in the relationship from there. But um, the other style would be, um, as you were saying, the unconscious way of approaching that would be going straight into reaction and speaking in and projecting our emotion back into the relationship, which just creates a storm, muddies the water and we usually then, you know, have, have an argument, we move away and it becomes like a mirror go around. It happens again. You know, we push it down to the unconscious and it happens again a couple of weeks later. So 
yeah, really approaching it from this place of full responsibility, understanding in relationship that uh, both people have a hundred percent responsibility to, to um, you see where they're playing this out because whatever's happening in the relationship is just a, a reflection of what's happening with each individual and we're just mirroring each other's wounding um, and use it as an opportunity to go deeper. Really when we see it, the relationship is offering us an opportunity to level up, to claim back more freedom within ourselves, to claim back more aliveness, more passion, more pleasure, more connection, mm-hmm. um, and claim back connection, not just in our intimate relationship. This is what I love about doing relationship work uh, with, with partners is that it opens us up to deeper levels of connection in all of our relationships in life. Um, if we can meet our partner in those, those deepest you know, darkest places that nobody's seen before. And, and it's, we allow ourselves to be okay about releasing the shame and hold safe space for one another. It's breaking down barriers that flow into all areas of our life, our business. It flows into um, friendships. It flows into, uh, um, yeah, relationships with our parents and just opens up the whole plethora, adds a new richness to life. And that's, yeah, that's why we, we love speaking about relationship intimate relationship because it just opens up life to a whole new experience if we allow it to yeah did you want to add anything to that you took me on a journey with that i'm like i was like yeah yeah um yeah when it comes into like those very dynamics like there's there's just so much that plays out you know and like you mentioned unconsciously how it comes up and you know, we can put it into a, a framework and understanding that sounds great. And then it's like, well, but what does that actually mean? Like moment to moment. And it challenges us. It, it stretches us. It, it, yeah, it really illuminates wounds that are, are deep within us. And um, that can be scary at times. And it, it really, um, it calls us forwards and it invites us forwards into meeting ourselves but meeting one another in, in such a profound way. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it is, it's this this dance between, yeah, coming from the unconscious now into the conscious awareness and then how you beautifully said that, like it does, it ripples out into every area of our life um, by bringing love and tenderness and understanding and acceptance to those parts that are highlighted through it. Yeah, yeah. and I think something really powerful to mention is it's almost like a, a training ground in, in, in a way for all of our relationships. <laughs> under, under under armor. Yeah. <laughs> if we show up to the relationship in truth and in humility, truth, um, you know, meeting every moment in truth and speaking what's on our heart and humility, feeling all of our emotions, if we're doing that consistently in an intimate relationship, whether we work with our partner or not, those ripples are felt in the external world because how we do some things is how we do everything. So that means, you know, then we show up for our community, we show up for our tribe, and we're deeply rooted in our heart. We're deeply rooted in our truth and our willingness to take full responsibility for what's going on. So we end up being a cleaner uh, leader or a cleaner uh, community leader where we're not um, projecting our unhealed wounds onto the community or judging things or bringing in dogmas that aren't helpful uh, because we're, we're meeting the moment in truth so much in intimate relationships where things will show up first here. And if we pay attention to it, I, I feel like it doesn't, a lot of the time, it doesn't have to perpetuate out into other spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we're still human and, it, you know, there's, <laughs> there's always going to be something there, but I feel like so much can be taken care of in the safety of um, these, these, these intimate relationships, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I just want to throw in there. Uh, I made the joke, um, putting on the armor and going into those training grounds. But it occurred to me, uh, as you spoke there, Greg, that perhaps a, a truer way of of sharing that would be taking off the armor. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Mm-hmm. Piece by piece, slowly, slowly. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely one thing that I've um, I've learned quite a bit from you, and it's the the willingness to to show up as we are, uh, to feel mm-hmm. what it is we're feeling, and the the way in which that allows for these these traumas, these wounds to to be healed. Um, letting mm-hmm. ourselves be seen. Now, yeah. I know personally, and I'm willing to to bet that especially men can can run into this. There's this wanting to to show up in a particular way, um, even maybe especially in in relationship, wanting to to hold a certain presence, wanting to be that not emotionally swayed presence for for our partner and for those around us now how do we go about which one of these things is it is it the practice of okay i'm gonna show up as the presence and hold that that sense of groundedness and ease for her for them or is it you know i'm going through this right now i'm feeling a particular way and i'm just going to be honest with her about how i'm feeling mm-hmm. yeah brother from from uh, what feels truth to me is from moment to moment being able to pivot between the two um because we can get caught up in like dysfunctional patterns where we are um, overindulging in our emotions and we're getting something like we're getting a secondary gain from always sharing into the relationship, always having something uh, like that we feel is wrong with us. Sometimes we can find that us sharing so much, we're actually getting energy from our partner. There, we're in a, in a in a way we're getting attention, we're getting something from that. So sometimes that's not helpful, and and other times it's completely needed, right, to be able to share deeply into the relationship. But it's about having. That, that truth within ourselves, that willingness to feel it and that relationship with our own emotions. And as I said before, having humility, so we're willing to feel the emotions because things become a lot clearer when we are able to process through the layers of emotion first for ourselves before we come in. Mm-hmm. And just the same, it's like the, the expression of being the masculine pillar and holding space can be a, a positive expression and can be powerful to hold um, our beautiful partner so she can bloom and and come into her feminine essence even more. But in the same breath, it can also be a dysfunctional pattern where we're ending up being a, a, a punching bag or, or just an emotional, um, you know, an, an emotional dumping ground. Um, so it's really a moment-to-moment trusting ourselves and being willing mm-hmm. to, to be truthful and real with ourselves, um, and then also real with our partner. So I, I feel like both expressions are, um, can be really are needed and are, are really healthy, and but also can be used in in such a way that they're no longer beneficial for me, but also uh, beneficial for for like Karen. And in that regard, yeah. like if if I am sitting there as a masculine pillar all the time and I'm taking all all the emotions and and unconsciously 
uh, I'm allowing her to also stay in maybe more of like a victim pattern and not maybe having to take full responsibility for her emotions and, and her own growth. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel like also like my own ability to really come into uh, a deeper strength and presence within myself, like that, that masculine, you know, that pillar mm-hmm. within myself, because we, we both hold that. Um, yeah. One of the things that I'm most grateful for uh, within our relationship and, and most challenged by <laughs> is that, is, is being in that, that dance where there are times where like, I desire that I've even said that out loud like you know I just want you to hold space like I just I just want you to be able to to hold presence for me while I'm just in my storm <laughs> and you know there's been times where that that's been you know what what you've held for me and then there have been other moments where it's like well actually this this is actually coming up for me and that was an opportunity to be in this um this next level of self-responsibility to go oh wow I yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see how I'm just I'm just putting it all with this expectation that I don't need to hold that strength, that, that I'm going to be held in this moment. Um, it's beautiful to have, but then to be dependent on that, where it's like I can't hold that for myself, it's it's robbing myself of, of that fullness and, and that expression and that experience too. So I'm grateful for those lessons to learn that um, in the dynamic of relationship. What what really drops in for me is like this saying like love is truth and truth is love. And sometimes the most loving thing to do, and when we're following our truth, sometimes the most loving thing to do isn't actually to jump in and try to hold presence or try to fix the other person. Sometimes it actually is to set a boundary and when it feels right to allow the person to go through what they need to mm-hmm. and invite them into that. Of course, from a place of being clear with ourselves and not using it as an opportunity <laughs> to have to get rid of um, our, our own responsibility. But it's sometimes the most loving thing to do is actually to step back and allow the person to, to have their own process, to have their own time and just to remind them of, of their own greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's uh, largely coming forward here i think is the understanding that it's not black and white it's not an either or thing and (laughs) it's i find it's this this balancing act this tuning in um that is required to to know what's right when how do we tune into that how do we find within ourselves what is the highest expression of love what would be of greater service to the other and to the relationship yeah brother what i feel is as we allow ourselves to build our relationship with our emotions and we get a healthier and healthier relationship and willing willingness to feel those emotions more readily um, we become more sensitive within our body because Mm -hmm. we're 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 clearing through emotions on, on a regular basis we're not bringing a backlog maybe of 10, 15 days worth of emotions into a present moment experience. Uh, If we're willing to feel those emotions, then we're showing up really sensitive, more aware, less of our own inner world in chaos. Um, And in that way, there's there's a certain flat line of inner world world state, which we can calibrate from. Um, But if the inner world state's always like this, how can we calibrate? (laughs) You know, if our own emotions are going up and down all the the time, which there are are times in our life that are going to be like that, no doubt. Um, But when we can start to feel this flat one line within ourselves, we can actually feel 
when it's my emotions coming up and when am I feeling it from my partner? When I'm actually ch- tapping into their emotions and what's happening for them there? You know, it's almost like a bit of a shamanic um, activation that happens within us when they're, we have this stillness that we can start to feel the emotion in, in the other and start to get a sense for where they're at and also simultaneously where we're at. So, yeah, that's, um, that's sort of what, what really dropped in for me, that, that uh, the willingness to feel emotions, we can show up more cleanly and thus be able to navigate that. And at the same time, like we're all still human and we're all still going to be reaching our edges. There's going to be times where we get it wrong. And I think that's the really beautiful thing is when we're in a loving relationship where we actually want we're here for evolution. We're here to do evolution together. We're here to grow and expand into our greater selves uh, as individuals using the relationship as that. Then there is, we, we give that leeway. We give that, that little bit of spaciousness to get it wrong. Um, and, and sometimes in the getting it wrong and saying something we don't mean and the other person giving us that, that um, unconditional love um, and, and we can have the opportunity then to fall on our own sword, you could say. <laughs> So if I am to say something and it's a little bit um, coming from a place of charge within me and Karen can sit back and take a breath and not react to it, it gives me the spaciousness within my own consciousness to go, ah, wait a second, there was actually something there and that's for me to own. So having that dynamic and having that willingness to allow the other person to get it wrong and and realise it's not about it's not about me. It's not about you. It's just about us growing. Um, it gives that space. But like all things, this is like this is something that we uh, we get to master over years and years. And I, I really feel we're not going to ever be there as like the hundred percent in integrity with our relationships because we're an unlimited um, being that's going to continue to grow. And with that growth, with that with that ability to continue to grow, means that I, there's going to be an underlying. Uh, emotions that are continue that are going to continue to be there because it's in the same sentence it's like that unresolved emotion is also where the growth capacity comes from um so it's not about getting rid of all emotions forevermore it's about okay where's where's that next level of growth from it's an expansion it's an opportunity um yeah anything you'd like to add yeah Yeah, I feel like what you were speaking about around, yeah, that that space for growth, but like the the sensitivity, like being able to be so tuned in to what's happening within our own bodies and and so alive and so um, sensitive to that, that we can actually pick up. Um, we're not waiting or I'm not waiting for that to be reflected back within the relationship, you know, that you know, by really nurturing that and, and coming into stillness, but also gentleness and tenderness within myself, then I, I have the ability to navigate that and explore that and express that in different ways. Um, that feels really aligned to me so that when I am coming into relationship and we're coming together and, and we're um, navigating or we're needing to communicate something or, you know, we're just journeying together, um, there's a, an, a richness and aliveness. There's, um, there's so much that I have been able to tune into and, um, yeah, bring that into the space. So for myself, like for a long time, being quite numb within my own body and not being so sensitive, um, 
very quickly to 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 snap or to defend or need to protect feeling like I need to protect so um yeah that journey inwards like you were sharing but also an attuning to my own sensitivity and really playing with that working with that growing that capacity within myself um has been really a, a game changer and a big shift that's taken place within our dynamic to be able to receive that information even receive it um, then just these walls coming up of like, nope, this is something I need to defend or I need to protect myself or it's too much or it's too scary and it's just like lockdown, shutdown, disconnect. Um, yeah, so that responsibility once again, yeah, to tune in and, yeah, nurture that part. Already we uh, we keep coming back to it, the, the willingness yeah. to, to feel. Um, yeah. I think what's, uh, what's really important to, to mention here is, you know, that that willingness opens up way to more consciously respond and not react as as you mentioned there earlier greg and you know i think that's that's a key um point to make because when we talk about you know the willingness to feel there there can be this idea okay so if i'm mad i I can be mad let me be mad um and yes to to some degree it's it's honoring and and being expressive of that but again i think i really want to drive on the point that it happens more consciously when you're you're being attentive and aware of it it's not just about okay what does madness anger look like in this moment it's let me feel this first bring awareness to it and then choose how i want to respond to that another thing that might even look like that might even look like me going off to the side and doing a process with myself in a room and using a boxing bag or using a pillow on the ground and actually somatically releasing that emotion actually using that access point to that unresolved emotion in my body and using my breath my sound and my movement to somatically release it or something like breath work or um, of course you, you know yoga is another way of being able to shift energy through the body but um, actually releasing that and before I come in back into the dynamic of the relationship and being able to take responsibility if I feel like and I know in, in the depths of myself that if I don't release that, I'm probably going to create the same pattern and the same um, dynamic that might have played out 20 times before because usually we see these patterns come up again and again in relationship. If anyone else might um, resonate with that, this is something for us as well that we see that same we've seen the same pattern come up in the past and it gets to that point and that choice point of like okay i've got the choice here to engage in the same way i've done on in the past or to actually go to the side to really move it through my body to take full responsibility mm-hmm. responsibility for it and then sit with myself and to see if there's anything that i need to say after that because sometimes everything's dissolved and it's actually all just about me and i'm like oh crap that was actually all my stuff and that was all my narrative and then then there might be an apology there and yeah that's that's uh just a little bit more of an expansion on that willingness to feel um sometimes it's actually giving us off the opportunity to go away and having an open dialogue about i'm doing this for us because then i can actually come back in from a more centered place and we can actually get to the bottom the base root of this the base roots always going to be our unresolved emotions if we don't go to that and we just keep it on a mental level even though we might rectify it mind to mind um we're not going to open up a, a deeper level of connection from there 
a deeper level of heart connection in that moment. So mm, yeah. I feel like if, if we want a different response, if we want to shift a, a pattern or a dynamic, then we need to approach it differently. And that, that is, yeah, that, that beginning phase of, of exploring that. And I feel like the more that we do that, um, it's not necessary to, you know, be in a conversation or a, a discussion where there's heat coming up, you know, between us. And then it's like, oh, sorry, we need to stop. I just need to go, you know, punch a, uh, go and like punch a bag for a half an hour and then we can continue. Um, I feel like there's, there's that time and that space where we develop that, we develop it, and then we come into these moments again and again and again and, and those pieces are, are no longer there or they don't hold such a charge. So we are able to meet each other at a deeper depth. We can come into a more challenging conversation in that moment that in the past we would have been like, oh, just at loggerheads, but now because that capacity has grown within us both, we can meet each other um, and it's not pushing us back or needing to, like we were talking about earlier, put on our armour and get ready for battle. It's like, oh, actually, I feel safer in my body. I can feel that energy or that emotion arising within me, that anger, maybe that frustration, and I, I can breathe in it and I can acknowledge it in the same moment as holding presence for that other person, you know, and being able to meet them in that moment. So. Yeah. And sometimes in that moment with them, it's the perfect place to to practice holding that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing that really stands out to me here is the more that we we become open and willing to to feel what's occurring within ourselves, the the larger container we become to to hold the emotions of others. Mm -hmm. Big time, brother. Yeah, it's like. If we can't hold emotions within our own body, if we don't have a healthy relationship with anger or with fear or with sadness, and every time we feel that emotion, we grab our phone and we distract ourselves or we, we go and work out or whatever, whatever we use to avoid our emotions, we've all got our, um, our different things that we have used in the past or we still use. Um, but if we're avoiding it there time and time again, what's going to happen if we're in a relationship or one of our friends or our family members comes in and they've charged in their body, we, we all can feel one another. We can, we can feel it whether we're consciously aware of it or not. We, we get drawn into the energy of another. But if we're not doing that and we're not comfortable within ourselves, when this friend comes to us, we're also going to shut down or try to avoid it or try to take the, the conversation off into like love and light and bypass and like, no, nah, everything's going to be okay. Or, or to try to avoid it completely. And we're not actually going to be able to hold them at their depth to, to allow them to crack open fully. And this is where we work with um, leaders and facilitators to go so deep with their own embodiment, with their own relationship with emotions. And so they can go three layers deeper than they would ever have to hold anyone else in a space. And what happens then is when they do step into spaces and they're holding spaces for other people, other people just feel so comfortable in their presence. They feel so comfortable because that person's got so much certainty around their emotional intelligence and around this relationship with their own emotions. It's felt there's, an, there's a, like an unshakability within them. And when somebody's like opening up their heart to you and you're able to sit in presence and hold loving presence for that person, it just can dissolve so much so rapidly just from, just from the human connection. And I say just, but I want to actually remove that just because um, human human connection is the most healing modality of all, right? We've got all these powerful things like the breath work, the NLP and 
uh, you know, the tapping and, you know, all these different things that we can learn. But ultimately, when we can show up and meet somebody um, because we first met ourselves and we can meet that person from a depth and a presence and a love, um, we can just really blow their world apart in the best, most beautiful way, a, a complete reframing of what, what is possible for that person and a complete reframing of the depth of what's available to them and mm. the loving compassion that's available to them. So, um, yeah, it just almost like reminds me of uh, we're not really religious, but I came from a religious background. And they talked about like Jesus when he entered the room and him being able to heal people just for his presence. And like I, I literally think that's a possibility. I really feel that is a, a capability for any human when we have done so much um, work and, and gone within ourselves and loved in ourselves so deeply that just in our presence, we hold so much love for ourselves that we can hold that love for others as well and, and melt, melt pieces of their unresolved psyche in, in presence just by maybe the reaction, maybe the, the way that we come through and what we say, but sometimes even what we don't do and what we don't react to can mm. be the most healing thing as well. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah, that um, that loving presence, I, I find it's the the most mm. healing thing, uh, both within ourselves and the uh, the way that that can support another through through their own mm-hmm. healing, rather than as you kind of mentioned there, Greg, the, the the happening up here trying to address it with with just mm-hmm. talk therapy, um, the message of mm-hmm. love and light and positive thinking. I find <laughs> that. Um, that expansion that happens on a uh, on a very energetic level, the, the presence that is fundamental to that, it um, it has this way of of dissolving or giving space for for energy to to light and to dissolve both within ourselves and others, and that can be such a powerful thing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. For that energy to to move and, and move in the way that it needs to, so that it can actually like unwind and unravel. That's the way that I see it. Is that yeah, in that space, then you know there is that safety for it to to move and um, yeah to yeah. I just have this visual of like this this untangling, and when there is that that um, that safety to do that, and and somebody comes into a space, a partner, a friend, or somebody. And we hold that space. It's not from a place of, oh, let me do that for you. It's like a, this is a safe place for you to land. Mm-hmm. And no matter where you need to turn or twist or how uncomfortable that maybe feels, um, I hold love and I hold presence and I hold compassion because I see myself in you as well because I have been there too. And we may be experiencing it a different way, but um but I'm here for you and there's a space for you to do whatever your soul, your heart, your energy needs to do to, um, to be able to receive that and um, see that. Yeah, yeah. Experience that. And like, it's just so definite within my, my truth that there's aspects of ourselves that we will never reach unless we allow ourselves to be accessible in relationship. There's aspects of ourself and there's parts of ourself um, that won't come up when we are at home doing breath work, or at least in my experience, like I've, I've done a lot of breath work, I've done a lot of meditation, I've done a lot of yoga over my years, all these different modalities, a lot of NLP, hypnosis. But yet when I step into a, a space and some of the spaces we create where we bring like 20 plus leaders together and have truth circles and have breath work together, there's parts that come up within me and edges that I have to meet that just aren't, um, aren't available when I am sitting at home in my lounge room 
um, in the morning doing my morning rituals. Um, so this, this dynamic of relationship, whether intimate relationship or relationship with anyone, it's like a, a sparking point, an ignition point uh, for for larger levels of expansion and growth within ourselves. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, it just really excites me how powerful relationship is. And, it, it, yeah, it seems so simple, but yet there is such a depth and richness to it, almost beyond where I can even cast words into um, the, the, the functionality at which relationship plays for our expansion and for um, and obtaining like a, a, a new aliveness and passion and vigor for life. There's just so much that is provided through it. We're just exploring it deeper and deeper and deeper um, year after year. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's a never ending game. It's never ending expansion that it provides. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's why, you know, a really big part of why why it excites us to come into connection with, with other couples, you know, mm-hmm. other other couples, other those that are in relationship that are also journeying because, yeah, when we come together, what happens through those conversations and those discussions is like so much is ignited um, in that aspects that we mm-hmm. wouldn't have seen even just within our own dynamic and now we're connecting with another and it's this you know it's brought to the surface and we're just like how did I not see that in that yeah. way or you know it's a, a reminding of our own journey of where we've come from or just some little insights and some pieces that just land um and that's that's a big part of why yeah us coming and, and working with couples but also um, with yeah, our upcoming podcast that we have coming up as well. Like it's us about dropping in and sinking in so deep with other couples so that that ignition can take place. And, you know, there's just so much magic that happens when we come yeah. together. And, and our, our vision for this podcast, we're just speaking to it quickly, is that that ignition can take place between the two couples coming together to discuss and that we can play that out real time in humility, in truth, mm. and just share that process with the world. <laughs> so people can see the behind the scenes working being as transparent as we can and softening into that because of course it takes a lot of courage just to you know to actually go there and to allow it to all be seen but yeah this is um this is really where we're edging towards in the coming months is is bringing that live and um and showing the inner workings behind the scenes of relationships and and or like getting rid of some of the, I suppose, the golden shadowing that people look up to conscious relationships, like, oh, they've got it all together and everything must just be beautiful and flatline um, because that's not real. That There's always pieces that are coming up. We're always getting stretched into new levels of expression and then with new levels of expression, there's new levels of holding that is required for that expression. Um, mm. But, yeah, so being able to show that and breaking down any um, any golden shadow there um and also yeah showing all the realness and, and the parts that happen and, and normalizing some of these things so people can uh really embrace their own relationships right mm-hmm. yeah so often we we block ourselves through the shaming of we shouldn't be doing this you know we should have it all together and we should mm-hmm. be walking on the beach and sipping pina coladas and coming home on date nights and you know life should be great between us but you know every relationship has uh, has its challenges and pits that it goes through so the more we can normalize that the more I feel couples will just be able to really accept hey we're also on a journey yes we're also growing and yes there are beautiful beautiful rich intimate moments and then there's some moments where it feels like my heart's going to fall out and that's that's almost a normal process Mm. as long as of course you know as long as it's respectful right because there's other 
of relationship dynamics that are, are also unhealthy. So we're talking here where there's two people that are really respectful and they're looking to grow together, taking responsibility to give them an opportunity to, uh, to wipe out some of that dogma around the way relationships should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, will support the, um, the, the lessening of shaming taking place and you know those the judgments that we make it shouldn't take away from those great moments when we we find ourselves slip into something that might be a little bit stickier right if the the longer we play in this idea that we're not doing good enough i find the the longer it will actually take to actually be that higher expression of of love that we know it can be, but it's, you know, letting go of that judgment as, as quickly as possible to returning back. Now, there's something that I know I definitely want to to address um, coming into this. I, I often or very rarely do I have um, preconceived ideas around which direction I want to take it. But this specific um, topic is something I know I want to hear you two speak to. It came up a little bit earlier, the masculine energy. I don't think we talked too much about the the feminine specifically, although if you talk about one, you're kind of talking about the other as well. Um, you know, that the, it seems to be a hot topic these days, trying to, to understand these energies. You're, you're hearing those terms being tossed around quite a bit, um, trying to understand those energies, again, both within an individual and in the relationship help us understand the dance between the masculine and the feminine energy (laughs) it's a fiery dance between those two absolutely it's it's profound i feel like you could probably start yeah i think to realize first and foremost just to give a framework of that we have both these energies within ourselves, whether we're male or female these energies um, are, are in us anyway and using the tantric style teaching that really the goal is within tantra is to come into an inner union where our masculine and our feminine counterparts are both in balance and are both healthy within ourselves. and how this plays out when they're not is that we have an expression in our partner where that that part of them is is showing up in the relationship in a certain way and we will show up in a in a way as well to to show that in in balance within ourselves so yeah if i if i don't have a um, healthy relationship with my own inner feminine and i'm repressing her and my my inner masculine's like wanting everything to be you know go 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 like let's get the job done um, this, this will probably show up also in my relationship potentially um, when we talk about shadow work as that I will want to get things done and that my partner will maybe be in our emotions a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that gives me the opportunity to reflect on, okay, where am I actually numbing down, um, pushing down, repressing my own inner feminine, my own creativity, my own flow, my own willingness to enjoy life and show up in that the rich, tangible experience, sensations in my body mm-hmm. to, to be there in the present moment. So there is like a, a dual fold that happens there. It's like the relationship I feel is a reflection of my own mm-hmm. inner relationship of inner union and where maybe I'm, I get to come into some more balance and take ownership for that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so I feel that's from that aspect of of navigating like um, wounding around the masculine and feminine. But then there's this other dynamic of um, sexuality, yeah. and for there to be chemistry within a relationship, one person has to be in their feminine energy, and one person has to be in their masculine energy. And it can be either the, the man or the woman in each one. It doesn't necessarily matter. And that dance can shift and, and can change shift, yeah. Like, yeah, through an experience. And when we think of the masculine, it's more about pen, being penetrative and giving energy mm-hmm. and the, the feminine being more so about the receiving energy and being receptive. Um, so you can imagine that play out in an intimate, um, <laughs> like an intimate scene and how that can shift where the man can be in a receiving mode and be more in his feminine and open up and surrender <sighs> and just let himself be taken by the moment by just allow himself to be taken by his woman mm. um and then he might then shift you know a few minutes later into a giving role where he's then um supporting his his partner in a way of giving giving in that uh, um, sexual encounter so this this backwards and forwards but whilst um, the, the passion and the aliveness will be there whilst the, the individuals are in an opposite polarity. And the, the wider apart that polarity is, the wider apart the, the, uh, the relationship between the masculine and the feminine, the more the one is in the feminine and the other one in the masculine, there'll be more charge in chemistry there. Um, but what we find with couples that we've worked with and even for our own relationship, when we're both in our masculine and we're both in like work mode and wanting to get things done, um, there's no chemistry. And also when we're both in our feminine and we're hanging out and, you know, we're just in flow and, you know, we're enjoying, there's also no chemistry there as well. Um, There's just a different relationship dynamic. Mm. It's not good or bad. It's just a different relationship dynamic. But with knowing this and understanding these masculine feminine energies, we can start to dance and navigate and understand the, the chemistry of what's happening here. And if I do want to create more sexual chemistry, there might be an opportunity for me to drop into my softness as a man or for me to drop more into um, my solidity as a man, depending on where Karen's at within herself. Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, and, of course, creating external strategies as well and, and having a beautiful space set up and all these things come into it as well. But from a masculine-feminine dynamic, there's things that we can do when we know and understand these energies and what they feel like within ourselves um, and in our partner. And also where we are blocked within ourselves, and where our partner might be blocked in a mm. particular energy, mm-hmm. then we can work at weaving and dancing with these energies to open up to a, a greater level of connection and, and, and potentially chemistry if that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you beautifully, yeah, how you express that. I feel like, yeah, that, that emphasis on where it is what's happening within within myself and within the energy that I'm holding within myself. Like if I am predominantly and very heavily within my my masculine, um, then that will be what I will experience from Greg, that he will also, that he'll actually be maybe more deeper in the sensitivity, in his emotion, in those other aspects. So, you know, for me, the journey of like that that inner union like we spoke about earlier is exploring yeah what um what relationship i currently mm-hmm. hold with that part within me and you're talking like day-to-day life now aren't you like i if, am yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're not accessing your feminine as much yeah if yeah. i if i'm not actually nurturing and cultivating my feminine and i'm i'm really strong and i feel really safe within my that masculine then i will actually um yeah i I potentially will repel or push away or um, judge 
the those feminine qualities that are coming through as well so like for me it's been quite a journey of exploring like where am I where am I actually playing out from and um what I uncovered was that I felt very comfortable within uh the masculine keeping things yeah organized and and very like um separate and vision and focused and like let's let's just go in in that direction and like let's not get too heavy in the emotion but I also acknowledged over my journey that I um I felt quite numb to myself and my own body as I mentioned earlier so um, that was a safe space for me but what was happening within that dynamic was there was an imbalance here within me which was then also reflecting within our dynamic and our relationship as well so um, that's day-to-day life yeah and, um, and I suppose yeah. like you know if we put it into a very masculine structure that might have looked like Karen being in her masculine maybe 70 percent of the time in the in the dynamic of our relationship and me being in my um my masculine like 30 percent of the time mm-hmm. and me being more feminine dominant um so you can see the polarity shift when um each individual is is not willing to go into that particular energy and how it actually sets up a framework for the relationship to be um, maybe out of balance to some degree, yeah. Um, yeah, and we're maybe wanting or we're calling from our partner, wanting them to, we're wanting them to maybe hold more masculine presence for me. But it's like, but if I'm holding that, if I'm protecting that part of myself and, like, that's my, that really dominant energy within me, then I would, I'm almost, like, suppressing that part or yeah. we're butting up against each other. I think like what you're saying there is like consciously I feel like sometimes women want men to be more in their masculine, more in, in their in their presence, more in their certainty. They, they consciously think that, but yet unconsciously they've got wounding around their own masculine, which means they judge the masculine in their partner. And unconsciously they're actually wanting to repress that. Um, yeah. and, and the other flip of that is that, yeah, what we can find is that, yeah, for for some men, like there's a disconnect with their own feminine essence and their energy as well. So there's there's a desire to suppress that or repress that emotion mm-hmm. or that expression. Because it's so much. The feminine body. is like curvy and, and loud and colourful and unpredictable. And, Emotionally and, and powerful. And we, like, yeah. yeah. And if we, uh, as, as men, haven't accepted those parts within ourselves, those parts that can be full on and expressive and we've spent our whole life repressing them, then we, we end up unconsciously. Um, it's not, not because we don't love our partner, but we unconsciously repress that um, because we're shaming it in ourselves. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we shame it in another. Yeah. So um, it feels maybe too much or, you know, it's overwhelming yeah, for like us. If, if she wants to be fully in her feminine and fully unleashed, would I be able to hold her in that? Like, or would it be too much for me? You know what I mean? Like that sort of thing of like, whoa, it's mm. knowing and being afraid. And, you know, some of that can come from our childhood wounding when, we maybe as young boys saw our mum blow up, you know, she just, you know, sometimes when our mums just lost their shit and they might have been, you know, yelling at our dad and and screaming or whatever it is. And now we learn that relationship with the feminine energy and that's, oh, wow, the feminine when she's fully expressed, she's scary or she's dangerous or whatever belief we've created. And um, that's some of the healing that we can do because when we can release the wounding around that and releasing those limiting beliefs around the feminine, then this changes the dynamic firsthand within our relationship and our ability mm-hmm. to accept it in ourselves, and also to welcome it forward into the relationship in our partner. So um, 
yeah, there's, there's a lot there. I, I think something really controversial and interesting to speak to, I'm always interested to speak to the edges that I wanted to add to that. There's a lot about toxic masculinity and men get a lot of like a lot of beating for that. Mm. And I just want to bring it into the space that toxic masculinity lives in men and in women. Yes. It's a, it's a societal, cultural thing. And um, women having that in themselves uh, they can also play it out, but yet it can become so unconscious because there's nobody giving that reflection there. Mm. It's an outward thing of like a toxic masculinity is about men. Men are this, men are this. But when we talk about the feminine rising, it's actually rising in both men and women. We're both coming into a healthier relationship with our feminine energy where we're not repressing and judging the feminine. Mm. So, uh, yeah, women that are in, in their masculine uh, they're they're repressing their own feminine and thus they will repress it externally as well and repress it in men. So you can see how it can go back the other way from that very dynamic and it gives an opportunity for us all to take responsibility, realising that we've got this dynamic of whether we're judging women or we're judging men, we're also judging ourselves and repressing ourselves in this aspect of ourselves, um, you know, be it masculine or feminine, Yeah. Yeah, repressing it in in yeah our our men, um, but also repressing, repressing that part ourself. within ourselves, and also repressing that part in yeah. other women. Yeah, other women. <laughs> like, yeah, that dynamic that yeah. it plays out from this, you know, like this um, beneath the surface competitiveness mm. or this need to overpower or have control or you know, so it can come up in really subtle ways and. I love that you've spoken to it because, yeah, it can be so spoken to that it's connected to that it's just with it's men, yeah, yeah. but it, it's very, very deep within women. Um, and to be honest, yeah. for it's it's actually quite, um, it's so unconscious that it, it just plays out a lot in the shadows and, and we see it a lot and we've experienced a lot um, where, yeah, bringing that through, there's a lot of wounding because of the journey that, that women have been on around their their own journey, around their own safety within their own um, experience of self and others, um, and the dynamic that has played out between masculine and feminine, but also men and women, and the wounding that's taken place over generations, over mm-hmm. centuries. So there's a lot that comes up and comes to the surface. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just wanted to um, throw that in. It's always an interesting conversation. Um, just to finish that piece, I suppose it's like realizing that um, any time that we're judging the masculine energy, um, we're perpetuating in the world the very thing that we don't want. So if we don't want the controlling, um, dominating, um, you know, overpowering energy, and it, if we need to then heal that part within ourselves, otherwise we become part of the problem because we're just creating more of that within the way that we're. Um, interacting with the feminine, whether it be in a man or a woman, repressing that side that wants to feel the emotions, repressing that side that wants to um, be more in life and be more loud and be more expressive. Um, yeah, when we can heal that within ourselves, then we welcome that in others. And it doesn't matter if we're a man or a woman, it's, it's a journey for both of us. So we're, we're actually sharing that more than what we know. Yeah. yeah. It seems that the... Um... The judging of the feminine is is at the root of the toxic ma- masculinity. Would you say? Now, yeah. Yeah. understanding that these these two energies within ourselves are are constantly 
at this uh, or in this play and it can shift. It can shift in any given moment in time. It can, we can, we can be in one energy or be called into one energy more than the other. Um, actually, one other thing I want to, to kind of recap there is that union and that harmony within ourselves is important in having that be reflected in, in the relationship. When we are out of harmony within ourselves, then it ends up, I kind of consider it to be this like this compensation that ends up happening. You see what I'm saying? And the other person, this compensation for perhaps an energy that's not coming forward as much as uh, it would be healthy to. But mm-hmm. in understanding that, you know, a man doesn't always have to be masculine dominant. And then there may come those moments where he's being called more into his feminine and perhaps the woman more into her masculine. How do we know what is harmony in any given moment in time? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's all on a a sensation level. Like it's Mm. all on a sensitive-based level. And it really depends on like this is where we bring our consciousness in with our uh, primal body, right? Because we're talking a lot about intuition and the body and feeling our way through, but then bringing in our consciousness for what is our outcome here? Like what are we wanting to achieve here? Are we going into, are we wanting to create a harmonious dynamic to get things done within our business as a couple? (laughs) Are we wanting to um, make a decision about buying a new house as a couple or are we coming into intimate uh, relationship and having sex and opening up to intimacy um, and they can all be harmonious but yet the, the balance will be different um, and mm. yeah how, how do we how do we know this um, how, how, how do we in, engage with what's what's happening when it's it's a, a purely um, in, embodied experience of you know how relaxed am I feeling in my body am I taking um, am I am I holding space in that moment am I, am I taking dominance in that moment or am I re- re- retracting more am I softening myself or am I feeling um, certain in myself mm-hmm. um, and and being able to be there with our partner and also having the feedback loop of how are they responding to me in that mm-hmm. so yeah just it, it, an opportunity there from moment to moment to really pivot within our own inner world and and to keep learning that dance more and more because of course if we're making a decision, best that we both be in, um, you know, like in masculine critical thinking. And we might actually come back into feminine as well to feel, does it feel right to me? Yes, it feels right. Okay. And does it, does it make sense, which is more masculine? Yes, it makes sense. So, you know, there's opportunities for us to play in, play in both there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I completely, I completely agree with that. And yeah, I feel like that harmon- that harmonious um, balance is, is ever moving, ever changing. It is, it's, it's like a dance. Yeah. It's like one step forwards and the other one moves and it, it, the moving back and forwards and the, the shifting, it reminds you of like the chatter or like, you know, some of these sensual dances where it's like there is a constant moving from different angles and directions yeah. and, and one moves forwards and one moves sideways. So um, yeah, to then take that and say, well, that's what harmonious is and that's how it needs to play out in this situation and that situation and, and in this environment, it's going to be different, like mm-hmm. and what's being called on us. So um, I feel like, 
yeah, the more that we cultivate it within ourselves, the more that we can actually draw on that. Like we can actually um, reference that that place and, um, yeah, we can attune to it based mm. on what's happening around us, you know, yeah. what we're facing. It's like another whole language, man, like our emotions, these energies within our body. Um, uh, it's like another whole language that we're learning as a human race, coming into finer and finer sensitivities, um, more ability to feel it as we're releasing layers of stress and tension and trauma from the body. And, you know, our body's communicating to us on a very subtle level that we can, uh, if we cultivate that relationship, we can use it as a very powerful navigation tool from moment to moment and pick up on subtleties that which the mind won't be able to even perceive. Mm. Um, that the, the frameworks or the belief systems of our mind would get lost in, yet our heart or, you, could, you know, I use heart as an establishment for sensitivity a lot of time because that's where we feel. Um, yeah, that our heart will be out of guide us where our head will be lost. The head will be lost in belief systems. And we're seeing, I feel that we're seeing that a lot in the world right now where there's a lot of information happening from all sides and it's almost too much for the conscious mind. Like it doesn't know what to believe anymore because there's, there's uh, so many arguments for or against things. Mm. Um, and then this, there's an opportunity here to go, okay, well, how about I drop into my heart? Let's feel what feels right. And then from that place, the mind can become a really good servant to the heart into being able to intellectualize what's happening here and what we can feel here, what, what we can sense to be true. And then we can cross-reference that to the mind secondly as a, as a secondary measure, but firstly coming from our heart. Because it's so interesting, we've actually got more neural pathways running from our heart up to our, our brain than we do from our brain to our heart. So that would suggest potentially, um, if I was to lean into it um, and put myself out there, that this is actually meant to be the place that we operate from. We're meant to, you know, operate from our heart and, and this being our first brain, our first ability to be able to interact with the world is through feeling. Um, but yet, of course, when we're numb from our body, we, we don't have that accessibility and we settle and we settle for the, the mind um, or it's just so normalised that, and we're, we're, we're such a, a logical-based, scientific-based culture that is, uh, does it tick the box? Is it right or is it wrong? Is it good or is it bad? Is this the way? Does it make sense? And there's a lot of things that we're being faced with and including us going to a whole new level of evolution as humans that it, there's no sense to be made of it. It's getting to a, too much of a subtle level that is needed to be felt first in the heart as a and it become a wisdom within ourselves internally to become an embodied experience of truth, and then to be able to make sense of that up here. But um, it's all it can't be skipped. This is the embodiment. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's like you mentioned it's a learning, but it's a remembering. Like it's in our innate mm -hmm. wisdom, it's our innate ability, right? Naturally, because when we're taking in information from around us, we're taking it in through our senses. Like we're literally tuning into the feeling, the emotions that are arising. What does that mean? What Okay, what does that, like, where am I drawing that from? What can I see? What am I tasting? Like we're actually drawing it in through our the sensory being, through our emotional being, and then we're processing and putting meaning to it. And so at that point then we, we tend to kind of like disconnect, but that's where we've actually gotten all that information from um, moment yeah. to moment. Yeah. And then being able to be really receptive in those moments to what's different, what's changing, um, then just, well, this is what it has been before and, and just going off, yeah, that, that logical mind um, 
yeah, those pieces. Yeah, it's like when we're fully integrated and we've been willing to go into our body and do a lot of embodiment work and bring the body back online to its fullness. And we're also not shaming the mind or making the mind wrong, but using it as a powerful tool. When we are engaging with life or even when we're learning or we're receiving information, say from an audiobook or or from a podcast like we're doing now, we can receive that information on multiple levels of consciousness. We can receive it. Um, you know, on our sex center, on our heart, on our gut instinct, on our head, and we can really receive the information on the embodied level, and we can feel the information, we can feel the emotion that comes up for us, and the and almost like the energetic imprint of which the 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 person who's giving the information is is intending with it. We can feel that, and it gives us a richness and a um, and almost like an embodied experience of where they've been and the experience they've spoken from mm. and or potentially not, and we can call bullshit on it if it's just from the mind, and we can also receive it on a logical level. So it opens up for us to receive and learn because life's always about receiving and learning information on, on multiple levels all simultaneously and mm. also to learn it much deeper because we're literally embedding it on a cellular level um, straight away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That uh, that receptivity, that getting the entire being and consciousness involved with with observing and receiving is is so powerful, and the message has been time and time again. I'm sure you've heard it. Lead with the heart. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you both did such a fantastic job of articulating the way in which we we attune to this dance uh karen you use that word and it just like boom so much resonance uh we we attune to the energy the original question i had asked was you know how do we know what we're, we're being called into at any given moment in time how do we know what what harmony is and that's that's always changing that's why i think it's so important that we we let go of our our ideas our concepts around the right way to be or this has worked in the past so this is the way that it needs to continue to happen um if things have changed it may not be the the best way to approach things in our relationships and in the, our missions um so attuning to that um which as you again both have done an amazing job of articulating is this this embodied practice that happens far deeper in so much more than just what's going on up there yeah and our desire i feel like you know as we grow and as we evolve within our relationships like there there would be a desire for us to change like for us to be ever evolving and shifting and and that brings with it yeah that attuning again and again and again because yeah if if we're sitting in the same place that we were six months ago (laughs) and we're just we're bringing in our preconception of like okay this is how it's going to go and like this is what's going to take place and in this environment or this conversation it always goes that way and we're not really moving our relationship isn't growing like where is the, the that life force energy that's moving through us and and expanding us and and that's the gift of relationship like it's it's one of our most powerful evolution tools is where we grow in the most um it's within that dance and that that constant yeah attuning and learning um i feel like we we, we die like or, or we 
you know, we come to a standstill or a stagnation if we're just meeting each other at the same place mm-hmm. again and again. And, and that's, not, um, that's not changing or we're not actually learning something new about each other or we're not experiencing the edges of our relationship or we're not maybe challenging each other's views on that and being able to, to be in that, that unfolding. Um, what's actually happening? That's, an, that's a powerful conversation to then ask ourselves, like, is our relationship growing or has it become stagnant? Has it become predictable? Um, has it become the same? And um, yeah. it's a beautiful place to reflect and go, wow, okay. And what part of us maybe wants it to, to stay the same? You know, what part of us wants it to to not maybe, you know, continue to stretch us in those ways because maybe it brings up fear, maybe it brings up uncertainty. Um, but that's a very sure sign that things are shifting and changing in our lives if we're not in the same place we were even a week ago. If, if we're meeting each other in a new way and, and in a new energy and, you know, it, in a different dance of um, energetic play that's happening, um, it, it really reflects a, a growing or a shifting relationship, yeah. which is powerful. It's like, you know, we, I, I like to refer a lot to nature because it's the beautiful teacher mm-hmm. and we are just nature at the end of the day. Our relationships are nature, you know, it's a, we see the relationship out in nature as well, the relationship between the grass and the animals and how it all works in sync and it's all changing and uh, 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 being a birthing and a dying off. Mm-hmm. And the same with our relationship and uh, our relationships with others as a continual rising and dying off. There's different seasons. There's an autumn, there's a spring, there's a summer, there's a winter. Mm-hmm. And seeing and, and allowing those seasons to take place, allowing that death and rebirth to take place because if we try to... Put a, a stand on that. It means death to the entity. It means death to the mm. the thing that is. There, there needs to be the dying off and a rebirthing process. And um, you know, <laughs> we, we can't really stop nature, hey? No. Yeah. No. And if we do try to stop it, we just repress ourselves and numb ourselves out to the point that it's still happening, but we just don't feel it. We don't have the ability to consciously um, have awareness of it happening within us. Mm-hmm. And life just then sends us all sorts of signs to wake us up, to allow us to get back into the driver's seat again, to get us back engaging in life again. Um, yeah. And yeah. We don't have to wait till then. We can evolve by choice or by chance. Mm-hmm. We can choose to evolve and face the moment, to face mm-hmm. the moment in truth and humility. Or life, or you could say God is, is caring as he or she is, will mm-hmm. give us the opportunities to nudge ourselves back into feeling life again and feeling and engaging in life and you know, in the embodied experience. Mm. But at that stage, then there'll be a backlog of emotion that we need to feel. Um, yeah. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <sighs> Let's not wait for there to be a need for a wake-up call. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's keep the... Um, the passion the the intention the the effort as well uh awake within ourselves and in our relationship and i want to thank you both for being such amazing examples of that and in the work that you're doing supporting others in the same thank you brother thank you so much yeah and and back at you as well man honoring you for your being in the world and also yeah your beautiful relationship that is ever growing and evolving and and shifting and changing and being a blessing for those around you. I, I know that in seeing in your eyes in this moment and 
mm-hmm. knowing where you've been and where you are now as well, how that, that relationship that you're, you're really um, cultivating is, is also such a blessing and a beacon for those around you um, and seeing what relationship can be compared to what we've told it is. Yeah, so thank you as well. Yeah. yeah. An incredible pillar and foundation on which, yeah, you grow and you share and you continue on your mission as well. So I do have one final question for you too. Um, Greg, I would have asked you this back in episode 50, but uh, we're in a brand new moment. So I do want to have both of you when I, uh, when I invoke this. But before we do, uh, tell us, guys, where can we uh, find out more about you and what you're doing? Tell us yeah. about the Creator Academy. I don't know how much of the audience is from Australia, but if you want to mention mm-hmm. the, the retreat as well, whatever you feel inspired to share about. Yeah, thanks, brother. Best place to connect with us is on Facebook mm-hmm. um, under Greg Barwick or Karen Barwick, um, or we're also on Instagram as well under those same handles, Greg Greg Barwick and Karen Barwick. Yeah. Um, so that's where you can connect with us. And in terms of our retreat, yeah, it's coming up in about three and a half weeks here in Adelaide, South Australia. Yeah. Um, in beautiful McLaren Vale region, which is like a winery region. So we're right out in nature. Um, a big, beautiful, beautiful rustic property to spend time in for five days and five nights together. And we're going to be delving into many different areas of opening ourselves up to our full capacity as a human, up to our levels of pleasure, up to our levels of aliveness and turn on in our life. Because a lot of the people that are coming to us, they've already done a lot of deep work. They've done a lot of shadow work, a lot of heavy work. And now they're looking for more aliveness. You know, they know how to do that. And yes, there is still more to be learned there. Mm-hmm. But where we're going into and we're edging into a, a way of how can we still process and move through this and allow it to be in the flow of life, allow ourselves to keep moving and to be in the celebration to be in the pleasure and the passion. So mm-hmm. this five days, five nights is us exploring into different areas um, sexuality, mm-hmm. our relationship with, with God um, or something bigger than ourselves, and potentially where we're making other people God in our life and golden shadowing them and, and discharging our power in these ways. Mm-hmm. We're going into relationship dynamics, the stance between the masculine and the feminine, um, our relationship with men, our relationship with women, and just unpacking all these areas so these leaders can come out the other side in a more deeper, more integrated um, level within themselves than ever before. So, yeah, it's, it's got to be a, a beautiful, deep initiation. And we've got some people flying in from as far as Germany to come and support Coach. And uh, we've got a beautiful team that we work with as well. There's about six, uh, six of us. There'll be seven of us in total. Um, one person helping with some of the pieces around the place. But we do this so we can hold such a, a safe space. Because when there's six people spotting in the space, when we're going through our breath work, when we're going through the different processes and the somatic work that we do, there's just all hands on deck. There's many beautiful people that have got their own genius zones, uh, healers using their music, uh, Reiki practitioners, breathwork practitioners, um, those that are more initiated into somatic work, but they've all got their own flavour that they bring into the space and create this really safe place for people to really drop in to a next level. So... Yeah, that's that's what we're playing out. That's the fifth to the tenth of September. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be here in in Adelaide. Yes. So that's for yeah, that's for the 
Yeah, entrepreneurs, but yeah, they, these people that hold space for others. That that's yeah. the intention of, of that environment. And space for leaders to really come and yeah. just dissolve and to release and to up level, up level their own energy. Yeah, and and to really strengthen the foundation on which we're building on, because I feel like many of us are, you know, we have these great visions and um, what we're moving with and the missions on our hearts and the purpose that's here. And as we grow and we expand within that capacity, we're actually, we're asking for a stronger foundation to be able to hold that. When we go wider, when we go higher, you know, then it starts to, we find those pieces where we're a little bit more shaky. We need a little bit more of that structure and that holding around us. Yeah, so more solid base underneath yeah. us so we can keep building higher and higher without it crumbling. That's yeah. why we go into those areas within humanity and the retreat. And the other aspect that we're really um that we're, we're going to be launching within the next week or so is, as we kind of mentioned um, tonight, um, into a podcast that is called Couples or Couple on a Mission. And the intention is to come into deep, intimate conversation with other up. couples and really open up the transparency and the truth that plays out in people's lives so that we can really learn and grow and, and hear about their, their practices and, and what nurtures their relationship. We get a um, like an insight into the world behind, behind the scenes, behind the, scenes, yeah. behind the curtain, behind the, the powerful, um, you know, heart leader out in the world doing their thing or doing it beside one, beside each other. Um, you know, like what's happening within their dynamic of their, their life and their relationship to, to enable them to do that. And to be there and to live in that way and embody what they believe. So, so sharing of wisdoms, but also sharing of realness and rawness and the, the humanness of relationships and a beautiful mix of that and really creating a sacred space like you have here for that to all play out firsthand and be shared with the world. So yeah, yeah. that will that will you'll be able to access that through our social media feeds as well. We'll be announcing that and, and uh, giving access to that through the, um, our social media as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming up. With- as well and yeah and as we've mentioned you know if there are those in Australia or those you know internationally we have online courses um we also have different immersions and experiences that we hold online um that'll be coming up in the next six to twelve months as well so um but everything that you can find is through through our social media platforms that we've mentioned so yeah and of course links to Everything you all mentioned will be in the description, um, <laughs> yeah. including once you guys get that, that podcast launched, please do let me know. I'll, I'll throw that in there as well. Super pumped up. I mean, just personally to even consume that content. Um, that's so that's an epic idea. I've never I don't, I don't know if there is one, a, a couple's podcast where you're bringing on other couples uh, to join you. I don't think I've ever heard of a podcast that's doing that. So you guys are about to carve yourself your your own niche, I think. And um, it's an absolutely incredible idea. And I don't think I know of any two better souls and a couple to, to initiate that. So congrats Thanks, on even just having the intention of, of doing this. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you guys are going to have a lot of fun creating in this mm-hmm. format and I know the world's going to have a lot of fun receiving you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been on our hearts for for quite a few years, actually, this, this wow. idea. So it's exciting yeah. that it, 
the timing feels feels right and it, um, it's exciting. This feels like there's there's a lot to be shared in that space and it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. So. Mm. All right, family. One last final question for you. Okay. Um, Greg, I don't know if you, do you remember the question? The grand finale question? I, I can feel it. I can't remember it. <laughs> um, well, here it is. You both have just, ah, something just dropped in. Um, I'm going to reframe this a little bit differently <laughs> than I usually answer it. I usually ask it, sorry. You all just realize the power to telepathically communicate to all couples. What do you say? Telepathically. Yeah, I would I would say um, take a breath and really allow yourself to to be in that deep richness of the moment with whatever is being brought up through the beautiful dance of relationship, whether it be the pleasure and the the ecstatic bliss or whether it be sometimes the pain and see that it's all part of the same cycle, see that it's part of the unfolding and the becoming and the unleashing of your power and that next level of of beauty that is asking to be birthed into the world in and through you, like your relationship is there as a beautiful blessing and a gift for you in your life. And uh, by seeing it as such, we allow it to initiate us in such a way. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Telepathically would mean that it's beyond words. <laughs> so I would... <laughs> but the, the intention behind what I would be sending or, or sharing would be to, yeah, continue to explore what devotion means to you within your own body, within your own experience of life. Um, Explore your desires, explore your needs, explore your wants, um, explore your edges and and not to be discouraged when you do step out of and beyond the the known and you step out of that territory and you explore a newness and and you find um, some conflict that comes up through that you you come up and and you meet each other and and maybe there's some pain there or there's some hurt there that hasn't been revealed before or um, there's a heaviness or a density Um, really to trust what you've been cultivating and come back to your heart come into your body and yeah continue through like connect into the the reason why um, yeah why you're together and um, what you desire to create and experience in your life as an individual, but also the power collectively, what you can create together. Um, and use that as like a, your north star or your, your guide, your direction, because the, the times in between there's going to be moments where you question everything where it's just like let's just burn this to the ground like maybe this is not worth it you know like maybe is it meant to be this hard and um in that next breath there is also the opportunity to see the beauty and and the gift and the growth in that as well so 
to be gentle and tender and explore it all, explore the um, yeah, explore the richness of life within you and together. Yeah. Yeah. And keep going. Keep going. There's so many gifts in there for you. That's what I'd say in telepath. <laughs> <laughs> And I think they, uh, I think they did a good job of receiving it. I know mm-hmm. they will. <laughs> beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Those words, you, this moment. Thank you to the both of you for being, for being here, for all that you're doing. I appreciate you, and I know so many more others do as well. Thank you, brother. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. I can really feel you with that. And I'm excited for where this journey gets to keep unfolding for us and, and our relationships together as well. Man. It's mm. just, just the beginning, as I keep saying. So, yeah, really love jumping in with you today and sharing in this and, and being able to um, yeah access and, and introduce ourselves to your community and the beautiful people that are following you as well. So, mm. yeah, thank you for um, giving us some space and some time. Yes. Thank you for all that you do. Yeah, and the incredible work that you're doing as well, creating creating these safe spaces for us to land, for others to land, um, but to to get this message and these messages out out to the to the world. So thank you. Take care, you too. Thanks, bro. Senders, that is going to be all for that amazing conversation that I had with two amazing souls and the power couple that they are. I hope that for all those of you that may be in conscious relationships of your own, I hope this is able to support you in deepening into greater feelings of connection, intimacy, passion, and become higher expressions of love for yourselves and each other and for all. Anyways, Ascenders, that is going to be it for this one. I want to thank you for tuning in. And until next time, keep ascending.